go ahead and get started. We've got about 30 seconds, so we're going to start a little early because we have a lot of words to fill in. We're so thankful you guys came because we made our husbands come just in case it was just them. We would educate them deeply about children's ministry that we're doing. So I want us to introduce ourselves before we get started. I'm Wendy Humphreys, and I'm the children's minister at Golf Course Road Church of Christ. I've been at Golf Course Road about five years and have been doing children's ministry for four. Prior to that, was a volunteer and helped write curriculum at churches before this, so never as a paid staff person. So that's a little background on me. I'm Marion Parker. I am at Fourth Avenue Church in Franklin, Tennessee. And let's see, I've been on staff, it'll be seven years, coming up on seven years, but I was a member there, probably it's going on 11 years. So I was kind of homegrown uh, from the church itself and um, worked with Wendy temporarily there, or she was attending there, and we got to talk about curriculum, and that's kind of how some of this developed, and we'll get to share with you today. Yeah, I'm Carrie Gocher, and I'm not on staff, but I go to Golf Course Road in Midland, Texas, and um, I have three little boys that are part of the children's ministry, and we're gonna have a force, so we're producing a lot of children. Yeah. We're providing the, <laughs> the children's ministry. Um, but I, Wendy and Anna, who was at our church, asked me to write songs for, um, for our children's ministry, and that has just been such a gift in these years of staying home. I've been so thankful for this outlet. So I write monthly scripture songs that our kids learn and sing, and we're gonna share a few of those with you guys today. Um, yeah, and so my husband and I, um, we've been married for a long time now, and we have lived in Midland now for seven years. We lived in Brazil. We were part of a mission team for, in Brazil for a few years before that. So, yeah, but here we are in Midland now. Yeah, uh, kind of a funny thing, yes, um, <laughs> for us as well. Yeah. Um, and so when Mike said, hey, why don't you come to Pepperdine and teach a class, I was like, oh, dude, no, this is a, this is a group effort. This is not a me so you need to know that first and foremost. And you also need to know anything good that is here that you pull is completely 100% the Holy Spirit of God. Yes. And we, we discuss frequently like, this is just God. This is just God. So we don't want you to think we're something because we're not. And, I mean, don't get that feeling at all. I do laugh at Carrie. Carrie's incredibly gifted as is Marion in, in very unique ways. But Carrie will, I'll say, Carrie, you know, Sunday we have a new memory verse song. And she'll be like, oh, uh, Saturday night at 9 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> I'm on it. So many times. And, and Some of those are my favorite. <laughs> she'll show up Sunday with a song. I'm like, oh, yeah, that you didn't write that. The Holy Spirit yes. wrote that because it was too fast. No, no way. <laughs> Where did that so, come from? Anyway, so we're excited to share a lot of things with you. So we're going to get started. I'm going to start with a PowerPoint. Just We're going to go through a PowerPoint all day to kind of keep us on track because there's so many things we want to say, and we will wander uh, all over the place if we're not careful. So, so. I think actually, Suzetta, you may be responsible for introducing me to this book. Was this you? I believe it might have been. Um, I think it was at a conference out here several years ago where I think Suzetta said, This is a really great book. Um, prior to that, and so this, this quote is in the back of this book and it's by Brian McLaren, so I want to read this to you. Maybe we should start seeing children as the main point. As if the kingdom of God were made up of such as they, crazy as that may sound, maybe the best energies of our most creative and thoughtful adults should be devoted to a historically focusing on children. Maybe I'm overstating the need, but maybe I'm not. And that to me was just like, when I read this, which I read this after kind of starting this rotation model at our church in Nashville several years, many years before I read this, but that was like, Oh, that is on point because I think what we we discuss rarely together is that these kids matter and what we're doing with them matters and it's not we want to develop deep spirituality that's it we don't want to just it's not childcare it's so much more and I think we would all agree the future <laughs> looks scary at times I mean I want these kids grounded I don't want, I want them in love with Jesus and in love with the Lord and and I want them to connect with them in, in, in ways that mean something for the long haul of their life. And so I think what we, Mary and I have talked about, you may be here, I don't know where you are with your ministries, but we were using box curriculum and we were kind of every time like, oh, it's not exactly where we want to go. Are we getting them through all the stories we want? Are we hitting those things? and we've discussed too that these kids have to be 
deeper and more secure in their faith earlier. I didn't have to have a deep faith until I was in college. Literally. I, I, you know, it was like, oh, I, I believe my parents went to church. It's all good. Now these kids are facing challenges at ridiculous ages. And so I just want to encourage you to be in prayer a lot. I know you are because it is a work that only God can do, but, but it is a work that needs doing, and he needs us to do that. So um, this book, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's called Children's Ministry That Fits by David Cisnos. I may be butchering his last name. It kind of gave the why behind the how. I, I, we had started the how, but this got me to the why. Um, and I want to show you. You've probably seen some of these quadrant type things. Um, Mike Hope at our church had kind of talked us through this as a as staff and was saying, you know, there's these quadrants and people who are the thinking people versus the feeling people. And you kind of start feeling the theologians are way up there. They're the head knowledge people. The charismatics are down here. They're the hand raisers. I'm one of them. Happy clappy church people. You know, they feel it deep and they're all in it. The thinkers are up there like, mm, stop that. Sure. You know. um, <laughs> over here is, this quadrant is the, the unknown, you know, the mystery of God. The people who enjoy that love the mysterious, the, the Holy Spirit. They dive deep into the spirit. Everything's just oh, awesome for them. The people up in this quadrant are the, the servers. They want to go change the world. They're social justice. They're all about that. That's how they connect with God. And so every one of these quadrants, which... He talks about in this book you start realizing and we did it as a staff and kind of graphed ourselves like where do you fit on this quadrant who are you how do you best connect with god and you all are probably looking at that going i know exactly where i fit i kind of that's my spot that's my spot but realistically and you see these extremes you got to be careful you can get way off in that quadrant and be a weirdo you know we're not you want some balance you want to experience god in all those quadrants recognizing Okay, I, I, I gravitate to one over another. Well, what, what David says in his book is so true. Kill, children are the exact same. They, re, they respond to God in different environments and in different ways. And that's what he goes into saying, we've got to teach to that. We've got to not be like, oh, I don't know what to do with that. That's overwhelming. We've got to embrace it and say, yes. I want to meet those children where they are. I want them to experience God in ways that make sense to them. Mm -hmm. So that kind of gets you up to speed as to the why. Why did we delve into this? Are we nuts? Yes, we are. 100% <laughs> crazy. Because you would have to be to do this. <laughs> so um, I'm going to move along. Um, so this, Anna was our children's minister when we implemented and started. And we discussed, and it was just kind of fell in place. After talking through that quadrant, I feel like God just kind of laid that in our lap. And then we went, okay, heart, soul, mind, and strength. There it is. It's always been there. We didn't create anything new. God was like, yeah, yeah, I got that. That's always been here. I told you that Deuteronomy. So, and our, um, what's the word for our church's vision statement? Vision, mission. Yeah, is to love God, love people, and change the world. And we were trying to come up with a mission statement for children's ministry. We're like, duh. They're the church. It's the same. That's what we want for them. And so that just flowed straight into, and this is our logo, um, and ultimately we want them to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, which then flowed into we want that to be how our children's ministry works. We want them to know, but we want them to experience, to serve, to understand the Holy Spirit as a part of their life. You know, and we've talked about what would it have been like for me as a child to be taught about the Spirit of God living inside me. You know, that I don't have to be good. Oh, I have a helper. This is good. This is doable. Because I think I grew up thinking, oh, I, I want to do that, but is that possible? I don't think I can. And I want these kids to know, no, you, you can't. You can't. He can. And he lives inside you. It's doable. It's doable. So, that's kind of the evolution of where we, I came from. Marion and I kind of collaborate, which is why it's it's a sharing. And I want you to know this, we're not here to sell you anything. We don't have anything to sell, but we have things to share, including the entire curriculum that we've written. Because 
the way we write it, we borrow and steal, and we don't steal. We borrow, <laughs> but but we, you know, we're on the internet. We're reading books. We're like, oh, oh, that fits over here. Oh, we could do that science experiment. What if we did that? And that tiny. So there is no selling of anything. It's just. And the other beautiful thing about this is taking it and making it what works for your church. And our churches are very different, and we tailor it for that church. So, all right. Um, I want to show you a video that we kind of used as an intro to tell our church. We were trying to sell our church on what is happening, what are y'all doing? So this is the video that we... Last year, we looked at children's ministry with a critical eye, and we realized we needed to make a change in our elementary program. The purchase curriculum we were using was dictating our vision instead of having a vision that dictates our curriculum. Obviously, our vision for children's ministry should be the same as the vision of GCR, love God, love people, and change the world. We want to create world changers by teaching our kids how to love God and love people. But what's the best way to do that? Everybody from children to adults connects with God's love in different ways. A great way to visualize this is with four quadrants and the verse, Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Some people like to experience God through worship and fellowship. Others connect with God most naturally through contemplation and solitude. Still, others are bent towards loving God through knowledge and memorization. Finally, others feel closest to God when they're serving and being God's hands and feet. All are equally important, and we want to build a children's ministry that offers a variety of opportunities so that our children learn to love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now that we had a defined vision, we researched curriculum and made several trips to other churches. We discovered a unique approach to learning using the rotation model. Although it requires some tailoring to make it fit our vision, we know this is the direction that God is leading. We are in the process of writing a curriculum that will span the Old and New Testament in four years. Here's how it works. Each month is a different unit, such as Creation or Abraham. There will be four rooms on Sunday morning, Science, Drama, Art, and History. The children will rotate through one room a week and learn a different part of the story in each room. Then they will do an activity to reinforce that story fitting to the room, such as an experiment in the Science Room. There will be two rooms for Wednesday night, games and service. We will also be incorporating worship, prayer, and other spiritual disciplines. Both Sunday and Wednesday night classes will be unique and equally important. We began dreaming of what these spaces would look like, but we had a problem. Okay, you don't care about that part. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were trying to get them to let us change things up a little bit. Um, so, that kind of is a good overview to kind of let you know where we're going. I will tell you, that was four years ago, and we've tweaked it and changed it even from that, and that's the beautiful thing about this. You're not stuck. You can expand and change as you grow or as you start realizing the needs of your kids are something unique, and so we'll get into that a little bit. But because we have this amazing, talented woman who is a volunteer, um, we just like, hey, what if we had a song that, you know, explained this whole thing? So Carrie is going to teach you our World Changer song. Yes. So the first song that we wrote was this theme song, and that's kind of how it all started. And, it, you know, it was just such a sweet and spirit-filled thing. Here I am at home with my boys. I have music degrees. Just thinking, boy, can't wait to get out there again. Don't, it's going to be a while. <laughs> we keep having children, and it's going to be even longer. But um, Anna approached me and Wendy and said, hey, why don't you write this World Changer song? And... Um, you know, I remember we've listened for years to scripture songs by Steve Green. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his Hide Him In Your Heart CDs. They're so sweet. And we would listen to those. I hear my boys singing those songs, sometimes shouting those songs at each other. Not so sweet. Um, but I would think, I would listen to those and think, yeah, I feel like I could do that. And then Anna and Wendy approached me, and I was just so thrilled. I'd written a few songs kind of just at the house. So this World Changer song, Anna asked me, and I remember thinking about that scripture and thinking about what do we want to say to our children about changing the world, you know, that they can do this. And the words and the melody just came to me in my car. I literally, like I'd done pickup or something, you know, pull over, pull out my cell phone and just singing into, into my phone to remember. But I just felt like the spirit is moving in this, this because it was so fast and so easy and just 
the whole, and, and nearly every time, I'll, I'll just read through, Wendy will send me a scripture, I'll read through it, and it really is like these songs just come to me, and so I'm so thankful, I just really feel like God has been, you know, I love that this week is called the Spirit-Filled People of God, because as Wendy's talked about, every aspect of this has been that, it has been Spirit-Filled and Spirit-Driven, um, and I just wanted to mention, I've read, you know, there's so many studies about music and memory and learning. One that I read recently said one of the most incredible things about music is when you're singing, when you're engaging in music, you're activating a really extensive portion of your brain. You're making cross connections. Um, you actually use auditory, motor, and emotional regions of your brain, which promotes learning, you know, promotes memorization. So to really put God's word in our heart what better way can we do it than through music? So I feel like this is really bringing it all together. Um, and so whether you're in children's ministry, whether you're a parent, youth ministry, or you know, even for ourselves, Wendy and I say, um, you know, we find ourselves just singing these songs over and over again, and just it puts God's word in our heart as well, which we need so desperately. Um, so I think these have been a blessing. And I've, I've recorded, we did kind of a rough CD for the first set, um, just with our children's ministry who was at GCR. This next set, I'm actually producing a CD, but I'm gonna try to get it on Spotify. If you're interested in the songs, I'm gonna put a sign-up sheet down here. If you'll give me your email, I'll send you the link when I get it all done. And I may, I may have the CD available for purchase or just hopefully you can just get it on Spotify, however it's easiest for you guys. So um, I'll give you guys that opportunity when we're done. Um, so let's go ahead and I want to teach this to you guys. We'll just do it kind of quickly. I'm going to go through just the first verse and the chorus, and then we might sing, if we have time, we'll sing through the whole thing with the recording as well that, that we've done. Um, so this is how I do it with our first through fourth graders. So guys, if you'll just pull up, sit on the edge of your chairs. Usually I'm asking them to get their wiggles out. You guys are really still. This is so great. Thank you. Okay, shake it out. Come on. <laughs> And so I have them sit tall, and then we just go through it, and we kind of learn it by rote this way. So this song starts like this. I'm going to sing you the beginning part, then I want you to sing with me. Don't leave me hanging, people. Um, it goes like this. I've got a purpose, a light inside of me. I want to shine it brightly for all the world to see. It keeps going that same melody. I want to love my neighbor. I'm gonna love my friends and everyone around me with a love that never ends. Let's do that much again. That was so good. Y'all are amazing. True Church of Christers in here. We can get this. We get melodies. Okay. I've got a purpose, a light inside of me. I want to shine it brightly for all the world to see. I'm gonna love my neighbor, I'm gonna love my friends, and everyone around me, with a love that never ends. And here's a chorus, it goes right into, I want to be a world changer, oh, and love the Lord with all my heart. I want to be a world changer, oh, that's the place I want to start. And it pretty much just does that again. I want to be a world changer, oh, and love in mind and soul and strength. I want to change the world, oh, oh, day by day. Let's do that chorus again. I want to be a world changer, oh, and love the Lord with all my heart. I want to be a world changer, oh, that's the place I want to start. I want to be a world changer, oh, and love in mind and soul and strength. I want to change the world, oh, oh, day by day. Let's try it with the recording now. And there's a few little, uh, 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 at the beginning. You'll pick up on that. And the bridge is real easy, too, so here we go. Oh, 
and everyone around me with the love that never ends. I want to be a world changer, oh, and love the Lord with all my heart. I want to be a world changer, oh, that's the place I want to start. I want to be a world changer, oh, and love in my soul and strength. A little word in there. I want to change the world, oh, oh. Day by day. Same as the first verse, just new words. Jesus gave this mission to love God all the way and go into the whole world and be a changer every day. I want to make a difference. I want to shine his light. Loving God and others with all my strength and might. I want to be a world changer, oh, and love the Lord with all my heart. I want to be a world changer, oh, that's the place I want to start. I want to be a world changer, oh, and love in mind and soul and strength. I want to change the world, oh, oh, day by All your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. We're gonna do that again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor. Go higher. As yourself, I wanna be a world changer. Love and love the Lord with all my heart. I want to be a world changer, whoa, that's the place I want to start. I want to be a world changer, oh, and love in mind and soul and strength. I want to change the world, oh, oh, day by day. I want to change the world, oh, oh, day by day. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Carrie. Yes. So the songs that you heard when you came in, those were all songs that Carrie's written. Carrie, how many have you written? I, I was going to count before it. It's a lot. The current CD has 18. We had done 10 before that, and then we've done several since. So, I mean, we're definitely in the 30s. Yeah. Now. We, and so each month we introduce songs. a new memory verse song. Every lesson that we teach has a memory verse song to go along. This is the only song that's not all scripture. That's right. They're yeah, all just scripture songs. And... I will tell you, because when we started looking at this, we were like, we want the Word of God hidden in our heart. That is just, that's critical and important, and I believe it's, and I, I can remember scripture I memorized as a child. Yes. I can't memorize it as well now, but I even tell the kids, like, we just did a song, and Carrie will show you, teach this one to you later, but um, I said, someday you're going to be 54, and you're going to be like, hmm, I wonder what I'm supposed to do with my life, and the song was, is it that one? Make the disciples. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do with your life. That's it. I said, so some night when you're 32 and you're like, what am I going to do with my life? You're going to think about this memory verse. And you're going to go, I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to make disciples. So it, it is working. I mean, then they know these scriptures because we're singing them. And just like anything else, you put it to music, you can learn it. Okay. So we're going to move along, and Carrie is going to teach you some more songs, if not today, then tomorrow. But... When we started talking, I was like, okay, I want to get information from our teachers. I want you to know what our teachers think about this program because <laughs> that matters. As you know, if you're recruiting volunteers, it matters. I want to tell you before I, we share these that I have the same teachers. They will not quit. Mm -hmm. That is not a kid. I'm not kidding you. I, I have a couple. I'm like, you know, no, they're good because, and, and they say this rarely, and, and I say it. They're like, all the adults should come up here and learn this. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of this stuff they just don't know. And anyway, so this is one of my really awesome teachers who reminds me of Susetta. She's the, the calm, you know, the opposite of anything. She's yeah, that she's calming so force that, oh, oh, I love her. But she <laughs> says, I love it. It utilizes the unique strengths and interests of, our, of your teachers and allows them to pour into the kids in creative ways and in every aspect of their growing relationship with God. It allows students to see the truth of God in every part of life. 
from his formation and activity in our history to his design and beauty and his order in science. It also gives them a safe place to try out their interests and abilities, creating art, honing drama skills, getting their hands dirty in service to others. So you're seeing a little bit of her quote, you see that quadrant coming through. We're trying to hit them. We're trying to have experiences where it hits them in their favorite way. So that's one. Um, this is another one of my teachers that said, hands-on learning helps kids absorb more. Again, research shows this. While kids are remembering details of the stories very well in this process, they also have opportunity to soak in the truths of a whole month. So for one month, we're, st we're covering one chunk of, of lessons, seeing the theme from a different teacher each time. So they're not having the same teacher each week. They're having a variety. So if you don't like Miss Wendy, you get Miss Tricia some days. Um, I think this allows them to truly understand the truths of Scripture in a deeper way. When kids have the same teacher each week for a long time, they may not connect with that particular teacher's style. And with the rotation, a fresh perspective arrives each week, which is really kind of one of the cool things. And Marion is going to share a quote from one of her teachers. Okay, so this one's from one of mine, and then I'll kind of explain a little bit behind it. Um, what I enjoy most about this type of environment is seeing kids excel in areas that I don't expect. I think of a student who didn't seem to want to participate or have anything to add in a larger group setting, sit down to focus on an art project well past the time her peers finished up. The way she engaged with the story was personal, artistic, and may never have been brought to light in a large group. This was one particular little girl who, in every single room that she was in, she, um, she would put up a wall. And there were things, of course, going on at home but she was struggling, she was, she was frustrated, she was not understood, and she was not able to thrive in any of the environments that she had until she got to the art room. And that's where she met Jesus. Mm -hmm. And she sat down, and so I still remember when we first changed over, and the, the teacher came to me and said, she sat and listened and focused and wanted to finish her project. And I thought, are we talking about the same child? Mm -hmm. So you're giving an opportunity for every single child to love the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. Okay, so we're going to kind of walk through, like I said, I don't care if you're having church under a tree, and I mean that. You can, you can do this. It doesn't, you don't have to have the perfect building or the perfect setup. And, and what we do, you may be like, oh, I like that, but I don't like that. And I might want to take that, but I don't want that. Great, not a problem. That's, we've kind of done that, and we bounce things off each other, and I'm like, yeah, that's not, that kind of wouldn't work for my group, but that might. And even as different kids come into your program, you may be like, oh, that worked with that group. I got this, and right now I have 23 regular first graders. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting, and it has tweaked. You know, you just have to be totally flexible. So you're probably thinking, okay, how do you know where to pick up those kids when they are dropped off and they, you know, end up at a, we drop at a large group space. Do you as well? So ours is a little bit different, and that's what, it's good for you to kind of see different perspectives. Ours come down all at once for Children's Church, and then I dismiss them into their groups. So mine is more, it's less of where, when they're going to their class, but when they're getting picked up. And we'll show you how, how I kind of communicate that with parents in just yeah. a minute. Mine are dropped off in a large group space, and you see our, our church theme right there. Um, and so they drop off in a, a door that's over to this side from this slide up here, but they, the parents are going to pick up through that door. And straight at the end of that hall are these signs. Those little gray things, the circles, are on Velcro. So they just get moved around depending on what room they're in so that the parents will know where to pick up. Um, so we, we drop off in a large group space um, and, and we review our memory verse song. That's where Carrie gets up and teaches the song. Um, we usually have our memory verse written on the board. These are our memory verses. Those are all the ones that we've done so far. Um, so they, so they can go over there and see those and remember, oh yeah, I remember, remember that song? And, Sometimes Carrie will come and review them with us. Um, one thing we're really big on, and none of you are too, is timeline. Mm -hmm. I want them to understand where, you know, what, what's this, you know, where does it fit? Because I think a lot of times we, they know this story and they know that, and, they, and okay, what? I don't get what this is all about. And obviously always pointing to Jesus, you know, always, always, I think every, mm -hmm story of the Bible is always pointing to him. So, but getting a feel for like, okay, Old Testament, New Testament, you know, the whole thing. So, the way we're doing it, and I don't know about you, and you can share this, but we'll do like three months in the old, three months in the new. That's and great. I kind of struggle with that. It's hard to know. The beauty of this is you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You can move things around and do it how you want. But we kind of felt like, what if somebody only shows up for a little while and we never say anything about the life of Christ or, mm -hmm. you know, the New Testament. So, we decided... 
But with a timeline on the wall, we can always refer. I can say, okay, guys, we were in the Old Testament. Remember, we just finished reading. We're going over, and we're to the resurrection of Jesus in the New Testament. So we talk about, remember, we've done these stories in the Old Testament. Here's Jesus. You know, so we keep this ongoing timeline. Another thing that we did, because we give them their first big Bible in first grade. And it, oh, I think this is just overwhelming. It kind of overwhelms me at times. Like, what do I do with this massive book? Um, and so we took the timeline pictures and put them in the Bible where the stories are found. They don't cover up any of the words. It's just taped in. It's a little time. I need some good volunteers for this. Um, but we give them this Bible when they arrive upstairs. Ours is first through fourth. Yours is K through fourth. Fourth. First through fourth graders. Our first graders get a Bible, and we give them this Bible so that I encourage them to bring it, and we refer to it, and then they know, oh, yeah, this is Jericho is in jo Joshua. Okay, yeah, yay. Now I know where that is. Yes. It makes learning to use this book a little easier. Actually, I have parents like, could you please do that? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So this has been a huge tool. And really Wendy, the timeline pictures, did you, where'd you pull those from? Those are from um, Jesus Calling, Calling Bible. Bible, yeah. But we got permission. We asked, called and asked them, we want to use your pictures. How do you feel about that? We're not going to sell them. We're not going to do it. We want to put a timeline on the wall. And they said, not a problem. Not a problem. We did put a little uh, something on the wall like to let them know we, we use these from here. We also buy those Bibles and hand give them to our babies. So it, they're getting yeah. They're winning. Okay, so Mary's going to share. Okay, so we have a shared space. Our space is an area where we have to share with the entire church. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit different. So that's why it's good to kind of hear um, whatever your space is like. There's a way to make it work if you want this to work. So this is our big main area where all of our children's worship will happen. And then the doors that you see on the edge, that's where all of the classrooms are. And so we meet, the kids all come to the main area, and we have children's worship. I dismiss them into their individual classrooms. Those rotate from week to week, just like we're kind of talking about. Um, as far as when the parent comes in to pick up and the picture isn't very clear, but I actually just have a, um, a little pro, you know, projection screens and it indicates on there which class has which age group and so they can look up there and then they can find which you know and there's also signs outside the classrooms so again depending on what your space is like it may be a dedicated uh, just for your church or it may be a shared space where you really can't you have to kind of have it bare bones so that other people can use it you can make it work okay so one of our rooms is the art room and you have an art room mm -hmm. we i think we have mostly the same mm -hmm. but, but let me just tell you I know people, we have other friends who are doing this that have, um, what are some of the other rooms that we don't uh, do? Movie rooms. Movie. Mm -hmm. They decided they want to show movie clips and they want to do that and that's a room and it's decorated like a movie theater or it's not. Or, anyway, so this is, what I want you to get from this is, oh, I'm going to go do what they did. No, I want you to start being that creative person, you know, because I have a feeling most of you probably are. Mm -hmm. You just maybe have said, oh, I don't, I don't think so, but you probably are. And just thinking about it differently like what would be exciting for kids to come you know and i do believe i mean david in that book says sacred spaces create a space that you want to be in mm -hmm. you know i mean that's important it's kind of like your home you don't want to go in and be like oh i'm depressed this is awful and i'll be honest before we did this i was like i, I don't even want to come up here mm -hmm. this, is, this is like terrible it was just dark and we hadn't put any effort and anyway for my creative kids, this is like mm -hmm. on point. Mm -hmm. They love, love, and I, I love it too. I want to be in there all the time. So I, we kind of took pictures during our current lesson sets, mm -hmm. and the beautiful thing is I'm in the New Testament. She's in the Old. Um, so we were doing Resurrection, which was really fun. And you can see we had a little flowering cross book. Sometimes we'll just pull in a book if it tells the story, you know, and kind of drives it a little deeper. And so what they did, we talked about, the cross being some an object of death, but that that object of death becomes life giving. You know, the cross is dark, and then it's life. And so they flowered their cross. They they glued flowers on their cross and butterflies and everything they could to make it look like life. You know, it's sad and dark on on Friday, but praise God, Sunday. You know, so. Um, and you can see in the back, I mean, you cannot name an art project we probably haven't done. And even some things that are probably don't work as art, like right now, 
Uh, from, I stole from Marion a, uh, and my husband's not happy because he's the executive minister, but a bow and arrow. <laughs> That's what I was laughing about. <laughs> <laughs> a bow and arrow. The kids going crazy. So excited. So excited. But Michael's like, someone's going to shoot their eye out. I know it's going to. But yeah, so everything from a bow and arrow. And I mean, literally, just so funny. So fun. Um, but it has purpose. It's not just about fun. And I want to, we talk about that. Yes, we want to engage with them and we want it to be, but, but at the end of the day, it's about the Word of God. It's about who God is in His Word, how He reveals Himself. And so this is, we're, um, that's through David and Jonathan is that lesson. But anyway, like you can see a painting in the back, you probably can't make much out of it. They were doing a pointillism painting project about how sometimes, if you know pointillism, you can't really tell what it is until it goes along and that's kind of how the story of Jesus is. You're kind of like, whoa, is this going to be good? What's happening here? And we kind of talk about that, that sometimes in life, that's how life is. Like, I don't know what's happening. Is this going to end up being something that is recognizable? And so we did this project and they're still working on it, but it's a, the face of Jesus, but it's just a lot of dots. So anyway, so much fun happens in there. And yes, so you're, oh, that's one more. Um, so many things I could tell y'all. It, it's hard to even put into words, but this was one we did about John the Baptist, and we studied, we brought in pictures from famous artists throughout history of John the Baptist. How did artists portray John the Baptist? Every painting, if you ever look, you might not have, we blew them up and had them in the class, he's pointing, because that's what John the Baptist's purpose was, is mm -hmm. to point the way to Jesus. So the kids drew pieces in each age group of John the Baptist, and you can tell every one of them, he's pointing, he's being baptized, he's baptizing Jesus, he's in prison, always pointing. So we kind of dug into the thought that John the Baptist's purpose in life was to point the way to Jesus. So anyway. Um, okay, so this is my art room, and I'm gonna, like she said, we're in the Old Testament, we are in early Moses. And so this is kind of just to give you an idea of things that you can do with your space. Um, the tables were from Goodwill, and we had a day where tons of volunteers just came and they painted them, and I said, do whatever you want. And they are precious. We painted the tables and the chairs, and then we have those set up, and that's where we do our projects. Um, so I have a question, though. Raise your hand if, you, if you're church, if you're in ministry, if you're a volunteer, if you, if you need more volunteers. <laughs> right? I mean, you kind of... That's kind of the eternal, like, yes, obviously, always. So I will say, and, and she mentioned it at the very beginning, I have some teachers since I started that have taught every single Sunday. They have taught for, and it's, it's almost seven years now. And, and they're fine. Now, that, I, don't, I don't ask them. They don't have to do that. that is, that's, that's their choice. And then I have some that teach once a month. But here's what's good about and you're going to see it does connect with different students. Every room is going to have, each student is going to have a different room that's their favorite. Each volunteer is going to have a different room that's their favorite. If you know your volunteers and you know, hey, I can connect them. They love art. Great. Put them in there. They love to have fun and laugh and play games. Let's put them in the, let's do that. If they love history, we've got that. So. When you're wanting volunteers, if you can have a volunteer that's doing something that they love and they enjoy, they're going to flourish. And then when they're teaching that to the students, those, those students pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And that makes the lesson even that much more inviting and exciting. So if, if it's just a great tool, these rooms and this idea, this model works really well, not only for the students, but for your volunteers, because they get to thrive. And if they're a parent, their child, which I try and always remind them, your child loves to see you come down here and teach. Mm -hmm. They love to see you be, that, that's my dad, that's my mom. So these are, these are this tool, it's, it's a family tool so that you guys can take this back. And if you want pieces of it, if you want all of it, you can make it and tailor it to whatever works for your church. For our particular lesson that we're doing right now in the art room, and go ahead and click to the next one. So they are doing, um, we talked about the, co the comic books. And so we read the story, and it's in comic book style, so they get to learn it. And of course, the boys, of course, love this, girls too. So then I had them go ahead and let's talk about the story. Let's talk about the narrative and what happens. And they break down those, those pieces, and they pick those kind of the main themes up through the burning bush. 
And so they have to write on there what's happening and then they illustrate it, but it's in comic book style and then they take those home. So these are just a couple of examples from this particular rotation that a couple of kids came up with, uh, took pictures of, so you can kind of see. But just letting them explore that and think about that and think about what happened in what order, and then they get to go home and they get to show their parents and they get to talk about it. <coughs> okay, um, so this is the drama room and we do every kind of drama you can name. Um, Marion brought some samples of handle bag puppets. We have puppets, we have, we have white sheets, and we do shadow puppetry, and we literally, you can't name a way to dramatize a story that we haven't done. Um, in this lesson, we were doing resurrection. So I had a tent, and I didn't take a picture of it. It was just a child's tent that we covered in sheets, and it was the tomb, and it had, I made a big rock out of paper. Um, and they, the tomb was rolled away, and so there were two kids that were the reporters, and they were dressed up in, uh, you know, reporter clothing, ties and stuff, and they went out to the tomb to interview Mary Magdalene. What did she experience at the tomb? And they do it in a format of like a TV show, like they're reporting for GCR Kids News. Mm -hmm. And um, what was really cool about this, I think I stole this from you, um, which is so fun, um, <laughs> is that the script, before they acted out the script they read through the script and there were blanks and they had to fill in what was going to be the script so there was this pre-learning of the story kind of exploring you know what was going on in the scene and then the actual acting it out and I don't I believe and I know this is true but it's really true for me and it's probably why when I write I just want there to be this connection between the story and a doing or a, you know, where you, the child is not just listening, they're engaging, they're acting, they're moving, they're doing more, there's text, there's touching, there's listening, there's seeing and feeling. Um, because it sticks, it sticks. Um, I was telling Mary, I got a text the other day from a mom who said, you're never gonna believe what my daughter's just told me, in the science, because I teach the science room, because I shouldn't be teaching, but I just love <laughs> teaching them. But we made uh, slime, and she said, oh mom, we made slime and it was about the bond between David and Jonathan. She told her mom the whole story of David and Jonathan. We did chemical bonding and la la la. And I was like, that's it. If she, I'm glad she loved making slime, but if she didn't get the, the point of David and Jonathan in that, then I, I failed. So always with that. And, and that's where it's important with your teachers that it's not, because I'm not for just entertaining them. That's not what this is. This is about driving it deeper so that it stays. Because we used to go to a church in Atlanta, um, and a couple of times they would do like drama acting out of the sermon. And I'm telling you right now, I could I could tell you verbatim those sermons, but I could just hear somebody chat, and I'm like, eh, I have to draw in my Bible. I'm that person. I have to have a visual, and the, and to make it stick in my brain. So I kind of employ that with the kids. And I think it's good. So here's your drama. Okay, so um, I kind of do mine a little bit differently. So I have. For the older guys, they can act, and for the younger guys, they have um, a puppet option. Sometimes I interchange those a little bit, but I kind of play with that a little bit. So um, this is kind of how we have it set up. Our, originally, we went through fifth grade downstairs, and so we have a big wall. It's kind of like their their movie, uh, their little, um, uh, yes, exactly, but it's now fourth grade that's on that wall. So they have the oldest class, gets their picture on the wall, and we have this all set up. Um, we've added actually quite a bit. These were um, a couple of years ago that I took these pictures. So um, if you wanna go ahead and, oh, this is outside actually. It's like a little marquee sign and then I can change whatever we're studying and put that on there, so that's kind of fun. Um, so right now what we're doing is, like I said, we're doing the um, early Moses kind of uh, study, and you can go ahead and, and pass it on. So um, just some fun ideas. So you can get, this is just one of those backdrops, the photo backdrops, mm -hmm. and then this I got on Amazon. So they actually act the story out in front of that. It was super cheap, and they loved it. And so they do the whole story in front of that, um, and they just have fun with it. And then I wanted to go ahead, do you want to show? So one of the, the younger guys can do puppets. And so I brought these, these are called handlebag puppets. And the kids can use them, they love them, they're simple, you can make them, they're not expensive. So he's gonna kind of demonstrate how you would use these. So they're, they're fun because they're, they're small and if you do mission trips, I've taken these on mission trips and used them over there because they're very lightweight mm -hmm. and the kids can make them and take them over there. And so they are, they're just very kid friendly. They love them. 
And anytime the kids can, can use them or do them and be a part of it, they remember it and they get excited about it. And I was actually going to kind of equate this with, <laughs> with um, songs. Because when you hear a song, you may like it, you may enjoy it, and you may think, I really like that. When you experience it, when you've heard the, the why behind that song, when you hear the author of that song explain why that song was written, and you've experienced that, you hear that song in a completely different way. When these kids experience the Bible, when they experience what God's story is, they connect and they understand it on a whole nother level. And that's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to let them be a part of that, invite them in, and let them find their place in God's bigger story. Oh, okay, this is another fun idea. So um, this was a different rotation. Obviously, this was Resurrection, but they do, they are the shadow puppets. So we have a shadow puppet stage that's just um, tabletop, where it's just the individual little pieces with sticks. But this one, again, you just put up some big sh white sheet with a big light behind it, and the kids are the puppets. And so then there's the person on the other side who's like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to do that. So then they get to take the pictures or they get to video. So there's a part for everyone, the ones that are more outgoing, the ones that are quieter. And so then you take the pictures and then they're like, I want to see, I want to see. And then you can put it and they can sequence it together and see what that's all about. So they, they love that one. Um, okay, another another idea. So this was Jonah, obviously. Um, this, was, this was great. So it's a 40-foot blow-up whale or fish that you can make and it's very it's very easy it does not look that but it is the kids there's actually um, you can go inside of it and so this is one of my volunteers and he he would sit inside and the kids would come in there and we had black lights and he would tell the story and I had a, uh, a can of like the tuna fish opened up they had this or sardines so it smelled bad and there, there were glow-in-the-dark fish painted on or stuck on the side of it and then we had um, they, had, they would write things down on the little glow-in-the-dark um, pads so that they could kind of see. So they, they experienced it. They experienced the whole piece of it. And they even, okay, so even the teens came down. And they said, I want to get in there. And I said, that's fine. So I had teens and adults that would come, and they wanted to be a part, and they wanted to get in there and experience it. So um, you can make it fun and exciting very easily. Totally. Um, Yes, and so in everything you see in mine, we were able to, we had to revamp our building because we had open spaces and no classrooms. So we had went to the elders, did a presentation, and basically we made everything Pinterest, Pinterest, you know, Pinterest. <laughs> what would we do? What did we do with before Pinterest? But so many of the ideas, we were just like, oh, that's, that's perfect, that's it. Um, and then we rented a truck and drove to Ikea in Dallas and spent five thousand dollars and and outfitted the entire thing which is a chunk i don't even know how many square feet it ours is but it's a lot so totally doable i mean and we got everything we wanted for that price so so everything you see is from ikea you can give them a little plug um so this one is our museum room and a lot of history happens here we we talk a lot about um maybe what things were like back in the day. And you can maybe tell from the room. I don't know if I have another picture. Yes, I do. Um, we, we have a, just a lot of historical things. And what's funny, you might have this around your church too. We started digging around, we're like, oh, we have all this stuff. Yeah. We have like, uh, we have a huge uh, Ark of the Covenant. And literally, sometimes people lay the you know remotes on it. I'm like, oh, don't touch it. Yeah, we have <laughs> Are you a priest? <laughs> or something, pulled it all out. Literally most of all that stuff. And then we just put little signs up there that said, oh, Joseph's Goblet. Mm, yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> we just made everything into something from the Bible, pretty much. Yeah. So we had a lot of stuff. We didn't have to go buy a lot. Um, but this room, so for the resurrection, we made um, resurrection rolls in there. And we, uh, the crescent rolls, you probably might have done this with your kids. We, they put a marshmallow inside. You bake it, the marshmallow's gone, the tomb's empty kind of a good little visual thing. Um, and then we talked about a lot about the timeline of events. Um, we used some visuals for that, like what happened on Thursday? What happened on Friday? What happened on Saturday? So that they get the feel of, okay, yeah, that's it. That's, I, get this, I get this progression of events with Jesus raising from the dead. And, and with the resurrection, this one's unique because um, I repeatedly said to them, this is it. 
this is it, guys. The center. This, I mean, everything else awesome and great. You know, the Word of God's awesome and fun. And this is it. This is the pinnacle. We're on the mountain. Look up. This is it. So it's just really fun. And this room is my most uh, head person. Mm-hmm. She teaches that. And just like you said, recognizing the talents of your people. Because I'm going to tell you, and I learned this a long time ago, if you plug people in where their gift set lies, it's not working. It's passion. It's coming from who they are as a person. And you can't buy that. I mean, it's just amazing to see someone. It's like Carrie Wright memory verse songs. It's who she is. It's who God created her to be. Plugging those volunteers in in those places of who they are in, in their being made in the image of God, it just is like, Oh, you know, it's just, God does it. It's awesome. Okay, I think you're up mm-hmm. yours. Um, so I, this was my museum room, and it actually, so these are old pictures because I don't, I changed it. And that's, again, the beauty of it. I came across something else that I liked and wanted to do, and so I changed it out. But I wanted to explain to you and kind of see how ours was. So um, I did the exact same thing, literally walked around our church building. Our church building had, uh, it started, it was 18... Something? Oh Not even kidding. Goodness. We have the original Ten Commandments. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we just had, it, and we did the same. We just grabbed and pulled, and yes, that's what this is. And so you can do so much with so little. Goodwill, it's great. Yes. Um, Ikea is where all of our stuff came from. So this was what our room did look like, and then I think the next picture is what it currently looks like. Okay, so I don't know. Has anybody heard of Godly Play? Is that... Yeah, okay. So that's what we actually do now, and it's um, it's a whole other session in and of itself, which I'd be happy to explain to anybody that wants to hear more about it. But uh, the way that we have it set up now, it's godly play. So these are some of the pieces that are in there. That's the exact same room. It's just a different, um, it's just set up differently to match the, the need of the, I call it sacred stories. And so they actually have a very stripped down, simplistic version of just the Bible story with the manipulatives. And then you sit and then you ask them questions, you let them wonder, and you let them really kind of go and explore wherever they want to go with that story. And you don't always have answers. It's not about that. It's about letting them think and figure out and let God wrestle inside of them with that story. And then after you're done with the story, they have all, these are all stories that are on the wall, along the wall, and then they can go and they can get the, um, different stories, they can work with those if they've heard those, or they can actually do some art and, and really kind of explore the story through their art and through different pieces that we have in there to let them play around with. So um, totally, that's a whole nother, whole nother session. So if you want more about that, I'll tell you about more about that later. Uh, so for this particular, again, kind of going along with our lesson set, they're doing the Ten Commandments. And so these, this is a very simple lesson, but they actually, they pull those out and then they talk about them and they understand the differences um, in the, the Ten Commandments. So, Yeah, um, and, and bringing in the idea of wonder, um, that was kind of probably at one of these sessions where um, Suzetta, that just is so, so, so important, is that because we don't have all the answers. You know, I, I'm not, I can't tell you everything, and I will tell you some of the most profound, and I, I tell Michael this all the time, I was like, if I could it, communicate this to our child church, people would be beating the doors down to get up here, because it has changed my life. I mean, I can't even say that any more boldly than that, because, in the, and it's, it's happened in those wonder questions. Mm-hmm. It's wondering with these kids who are the kingdom of God. They are, and I, I as clear as a bell, God continues to say, yeah, you see that? Remember, I said, unless you become like that, you'll never enter. Get down there. And they, some of the most amazing, like, one of them was, and, and, and they happen all the time, because if you will ask a wonder, thank you, Susetta, they'll wonder, and they'll, they'll tell you, and all of a sudden, the whole word of God will just blow up on you. You're like, oh, my stars, they get this. I asked one day, it was just as simple as, I wonder why on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter said they should build houses. And one kid raised his head like, I got this. I know. I know exactly why. I was like, yeah, what is it? He said, they didn't want him to leave. If we build them a house, they'll stay. And I was like, well, dad, God, how can I never say that? And I was just like, literally, almost monthly, I cry. And they're like, this Wendy's crying. Because I'm just like, oh my goodness. And then one girl said, well, and then if they did leave, they could go back and visit the house and go, remember when Moses was here? And I was like, 
I love you. I love you. So just ask the wonder questions and then be amazed because it, it is amazing. Okay, so this is from me on Wednesday night. Um, Marion does a, a different, does a WADA on, on Wednesday night. We continue the rotation. And I will tell you, I sent an email, and I've got some handouts we'll give y'all, but um, I sent an email to my parents, and I just keep, I'm like, I need them here on Wednesday night. What we do on Wednesday night is maybe more important than what I do on Sunday. I mean, it's every bit as important. And I do have parents that are like, we've never come to church on Wednesday night. <laughs> but now we have to. Our kid makes us. And I'm like, praise God. Um, so anyway, game room. I have an older lady that teaches this room. She's all about the games. She is all about the games. And so we play every game known to man. I mean, you can't, again, we play ball baseball. We play, we draw things on the floor. We spin wheels. We, um, I can't even, we're going to shoot marshmallows at Goliath. Um, yes. And play games that way. So just as anything your brain can come up with, you can make it into a game. Mm -hmm. Is what I pretty much figured out. So, um, that's a, a real, the kids love, um, love that room. This was part of the game room. That's one of our arcs of the covenant. Um, we marched around, uh, you know, Jericho, carrying the ark, and uh, did that seven times, and then knocked the walls down. So just, you know, anything fun like that, they love. So, um, so okay, so this is my game room. Again, this is one of my shared spaces area, so we have to, I can do things to the walls, but I have to kind of leave the, the floor space open for our little school program that comes during the week. And so we do lots of things. We're usually in the room. The picture that I'm going to show you next, we're actually in the big room that I was, um, I kind of referenced earlier. You can go ahead and yeah. So because I made it too big, it wouldn't fit in there. So this is the um, the life size game board that we made. And so they actually go through and they go through as a team and they answer questions and there are crosses, there are X's, and there are question marks. And if they land on whatever particular one, then they have to. And you can kind of see the life size pieces that we made and then they have to either move forward or backward depending on the uh, nature of the question or they may have a, as a team they may have to go and look up the answer or do something together as a team to complete the answer so that's what we kind of um, are doing currently right now okay we literally I think have four minutes I know we're right about yes. okay we have so much more to say we knew <laughs> this was gonna happen and we have songs to learn and we really want you to come back tomorrow um, we so we brought some curriculum for you to look at. If you want to take it and review it, we um, could email it to you. I mean, that's, you know, we just want you to be inspired, not to copy this or not to feel like, oh, I'm going to do exactly what you did, but just to see there's a whole world out there. Of, and, and what I remember telling Anna, I'm like, girl, there's way too much creativity right here that we can just delve in. And instead of taking what is already written and then trying to amp it up, which is I know what you're all doing because I've been doing it, we've been doing it forever. It was like, why don't we just launch out and, and know at the end of the day, they know, they know. They've been through from beginning to end and we have done it. You know, and I, and I really am passionate about the idea that these are the years, mine is first through fourth, these are the grounding years. These are the years they can launch from, they can go into middle school and be like, I know, I know who my God is and I can depend on him because I remember the story of Joseph and I know who God is from, from all these perspectives. That's what I want for them and I want them to be able to connect with them. And there's, we have many more things to share. I have eight rotation classes, you have mm -hmm. six. six. So, and we've delved into further into, I want spiritual disciplines, so we want to take it and connect it I want them to connect to that God. I want them to know him, but I want them, them to be like, it's not about knowing. Knowing's great, but if that's where it ends, that's not, that's not enough. I want them to connect to that God. So we're, we've added a connect room. I just decided to call it connect because mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out what else to call it. Um, but we're talking about those things. How do I connect? What does worship mean? What does that really mean? Because I'll be honest, after I started digging in for myself, I realized we don't know know what it means because I talked to a youth minister one of my youth ministers said you know I know when I worshiped and it was the Jonas Brothers and I was like she goes yeah I would mow the grass I would everybody that would even stop for half a second I would tell them about the Jonas Brothers how much I loved them I was like yep that's worship you're exactly right that's what it looks like it looks like going to us and screaming your head off because you're blown away and that's what I want for these kids I want them blown 
away <coughs> who God is and how he can change their life and how he they can live for him. And so that's really our mm-hmm. desire. We hope you'll come back tomorrow because we have so much more to say and more songs to learn. So thank you so much for being here. Um, would you lead us in prayer? Yes, yes, absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for each individual person that's in here. Father, thank you for just allowing us a time to sit and focus on the fact that we want excellence for your children and for the next generation. And we want to to share and to collaborate. And we want most of all for your Holy Spirit to come down and to lead us in the direction that each of these people are going to go back to their church and decide what they need to do. Father, bless everyone in the rest of this conference. Thank you for this opportunity.